0: the seventh episode of Overcomer, Living a Full Life After. Today's topic is going to be facing challenges. And these are challenges that I have faced as I've worked through this process. But before we go into to- into today's topic, I am curious, what do you think so far? I would love to get your feedback. There are a couple of ways that you can do that. You can go to the Facebook group that I've created for this podcast. And that Facebook group is called Overcomer Living a Full Life After. Um, give me you know, feedback there. Let me know what you think. Any of the places where you might listen to my podcast, if it's on Podbean, you can certainly go there there and leave feedback. Um, You can also, if if you listen through iTunes, you can give me feedback there as well. I would love to know what you think so far. Another thing that I'm curious about is, you know, what are some topics that you would like for me to cover as well? You know, are, are there things that you are thinking about as you're listening and saying to yourself, you know, I really wish Crystal would maybe touch on this topic. Again, I'm not a therapist. I'm not, I'm not an expert on anybody else's life. I'm really only an expert on my own life, but I'm hoping that as I share my journey and an upcoming episode, share the journey of other people that it will help you on your own journey. But you know, there might be things you are curious about and need help on as you work through your own journey. So, you know, again, I'd love to hear from you, what do you want me to cover? You know, I I can't make any promises, but, you know, I'd love to know what it is that you're thinking, um, whether that is through feedback or wanting to know if I can cover something. Today, I am talking about facing challenges, and um, it really is about the journey that I've been on since the bomb drop on July 2nd of 2017. And I will say that in the early days, you know, there's kind of this obsession, I think, that occurs when you have a life-altering event like I have experienced and like other women and men have experienced where essentially you're in a marriage that you think is pretty solid and all of a sudden your spouse either exits the marriage right away or at least um, tells you that they want out of the marriage and it comes out of nowhere. And so for me, my early days, um, because my ex as the time was still living at home but there were often times where either he would not come home or he would come home really late at night and so I would be sitting in the house that we had just purchased in a town that I was not familiar with obsessing over what he was doing and so I had to come up with tools to try to distract myself from the obsession. I wasn't always successful and in another upcoming episode I'll kind of be talking about some of the regrets that I have but the times that I was successful is really what I'm going to be talking about today. One of the things that I used to do prior to all this happening is I've always been an avid reader. I generally read before I go to sleep 30 minutes to an hour. Um, It's one of the ways that I have found that helps me turn my brain off so that I can have a good night's sleep. But during the early days of this, I could not concentrate on reading and so one of the things that I really enjoyed doing I could no longer do and it was a really long time it was probably a couple of months after I asked him to leave to where I could finally concentrate on reading again. So it was a good eight months before I was able to get back to the place of being able to read for any amount of time. So. I had to figure out other things to do because the old tricks that I had used previously, like reading, you know, were no longer working. So one of the things that I turned to actually without any prompting from anyone else, I've always kind of journaled throughout the years, but I turned to journaling um, a lot in the early days. And so if he would take off to go do whatever he was doing, you know, especially on the weekends, there were a lot of weekends that I spent by myself. And I, you know, when he would leave, I would get my journal out and I would write what I was feeling. If there was something that set him off in the morning, then I would get out my journal and I would write it, write about it. And so journaling was one of the tools that I used a lot in the early days in order to get my thoughts and feelings out on paper. I think for the most part, It was really, really helpful. I'm not even going to say for the most part, I, you know, I know for a fact that it was really helpful. And one of the things that I think now looking back, it has shown me how far I've come. And so I think that if for nothing else, because I think it's also really easy to get stuck in your head thinking that you've not made progress. And I think if you journal and even just a couple months down the road, you're going to read back on some of the earlier things that you've written, and you're going to see some progress. And so I do think that journaling is really important. And there's a couple of things that you can journal about, you know, obviously journal about what your experience has been. So you can get it out on paper. One of the things that I did as I was working through this is I started to write down the things that I wanted to see from him. If he was really serious about saving this marriage, which he wasn't, but that's another story. It kind of helped me to start define my own boundaries and what I was wanting out of this relationship. And so I think that would be one of the things that I would encourage you to do because I think that as you start defining those boundaries, you are going to start finding your own strength and your own power. Um, another thing that I would encourage you to do is... Try to focus on, you know, what are the things that you have in your life um, that you are grateful for? And I know that it is really tough when you are in the thick of it to think about the things that you might be grateful for. But if you have children, you know, write about your children. Focus on, you know, if you have two or three kids, write about the the strengths um, that you see in each one of your kids and so focus on a child each day you know what are you grateful about that child I've written stuff like just being grateful for the air that I breathe or being grateful for when I'm on a walk and looking at the different flowers and trees you know so it can be really simple things that you write about it helps you focus your brain on good things and again as you focus on the good things then some of the bad that you're experiencing um, I think is going to be reduced a little bit. Another thing that I would encourage you to do is try meditation. You know meditation has been shown to help calm our brain. For me Again, in the early days, meditation, I could not do for a great length of time. And even now I do have a hard time turning my brain off. I'm just, I'm an overthinker. It's a part of me that I've accepted. But what I turn to in order to help me meditate um, is an app called Calm. It is a subscription app and so you do have to purchase um, in order to be able to use all the functionalities of it. I do believe that they have some trial periods on it. So the nice thing about the Calm app though, is that they do 10 minute daily sessions. And so you just open up the app and there's a 10 minute session. Each session is focused on a different topic. And I just, I just found again that being able to meditate first thing in the morning really helped me in the early days. It helped me refocus and bring a calm, if you will, to my brain as I was working through this. So I would encourage you to find an app. It doesn't have to be the Calm app. There are several apps out there. Meditate. You know, the other thing I I know for a fact that there are also meditation videos available on YouTube that you can also turn to as well. And YouTube is a free service. So if, if money is kind of tight for you, you can turn to YouTube. YouTube and meditate. And so kind of combining the journaling and the meditating, one of the things that I will do is I will meditate and then I will journal. And I find that that is really helpful for me because it's cleared my brain. But then one of the things about meditating is that as you're meditating, there are going to be things that kind of surface as you're doing this and there's nothing wrong about it. You you, you, You are supposed to focus your attention back onto your breath. But the thing that I think people get caught up on is, is thinking that when they meditate, their brain should be completely clear. And that is not correct at all. Meditation actually is going to bring stuff up for you. And so for myself, I have found oftentimes my most useful journaling often comes after I do meditation. It's also when I'm more, the most creative, it's when I find that I can write a really great poem or you know, play the piano. Whatever is my creative outlet is something that I find is even more in tune after I do some meditation. Something else I turn to, and it's just kind of funny to me because of my family history, but I actually turned to crocheting. I found that crocheting was one of those things that I could focus on really, really good. And I think it's because it forced me to focus on the stitch that I was doing, how many stitches I was doing in a row. When you are learning a new, a new skill, it takes more of your brain power to focus on that new skill. And um, as I was learning this, I just found it kind of funny because I have grandmothers on both sides of my family that... Love to crochet while they were alive and I kind of kicked myself now because I really wish that I would have been more interested in doing that when I was younger and learning that from my two grandmas that that crocheted. In another way I, I kind of think that I'm honoring them by turning to something that they did but again for me crocheting was one of those things that really helped me when journaling didn't work, when reading didn't work, when meditation didn't work because it was a new skill that I was learning and as a result you know I, I made several things for my grandkids. It's a useful thing to do because I was able then to turn some of the sadness that I was feeling into something beautiful um, for my grandkids. That would be something else. You know, is there is there some type of art form that you are interested in learning? Is there something not even an art form maybe you're you're interested in I don't know kayaking doing something like a 5k, you know, focusing on something that you've not done before is a great way to get your attention away from especially in the early days, you know, focusing that attention on something else besides what is he doing. And it's something for yourself, right? It's, it's something that you are doing in order to build yourself up. And so that's the other part of it. I think that when you learn something and you start being successful at it, that it is going to build up your own confidence in yourself, which kind of leaves me to where I'm at right now in this journey. So I was married, like I said before, for, you know, over just over three decades. And when you go from being a couple to being a single, it creates its own challenges. And for me, because I didn't have very many close friendships outside of the marriage, you know, one of my challenges was who do I start doing things with? And it's scary, you know, going from the ability to have somebody that is always kind of there for you. Um, So if you wanna go see a movie, you have a built-in person to go see a movie with. If you want to go take a trip, you have a built-in person to take a trip with you. So you're going, transitioning from that couple um to being that single is a challenge and so i needed to figure out a couple of things you know i needed to figure out how do i develop friendships and you know one of the ways that i have developed some friendships is through meetup if there are things that you're interested in doing see if there is a local meetup group that does that thing and join that meetup group and force yourself to leave the house and be part of something. I have, as a result of meetup, I have developed a couple of really good friendships. But let's say you have, um, like I do, you know, I have friends who have their own life, just like I have my own life. And there may be times where my friends are not available to do something that I want to go do. One of my challenges that I've facing is embracing being single and not letting my being single create obstacles. I am challenging myself to go and out and do things even if I have nobody to do those things with and I think that when again you go from a couple to a single you can develop some fears about this. You know, what are people thinking if I go out by myself? Are they watching me? You know, I think there becomes this real self-consciousness about what other people are thinking. So let me first reassure you that even if somebody looks at you, they're not thinking that you're a pathetic, sad person because you're there by yourself. I think that they might look at you and real quickly, but they're not thinking, really think anything about you. Everybody has their own shit in life that they're dealing with and so don't let what other people think of you to stop you from living your life to the fullest capacity that you're able to live it. But the best way, the best way really to work through this fear is just go out and do it and do it despite any. Thing that is in your brain because I'm telling you it's it's all about whatever it is that voice in your head telling you that you shouldn't or you can't you just need to shut that voice off and just do it anyways or if, if you can't shut it off Again, just do it anyways. So you work through that fear by just doing the thing that you fear. One of the things that I'm kind of self-conscious about is going out to dinner by myself. Earlier this week, that was something I did. And I did it um, after talking to a life coach. And so I brought this up. She challenged me. I took myself out to dinner by myself this past Monday and it went okay. Nobody stared at me like I had three heads. Everybody was just sitting there enjoying their own meal and I got to enjoy a meal um, before I headed home after work. That's something that I'm going to continue to do. I am working up to actually taking myself out on a Friday. Fridays are tough for me because Fridays were often days where the ex didn't come home or came home really late. And oftentimes um, I believe that he was probably with the other person he was involved with. Fridays have become somewhat of a challenge for me. One of my goals is to take myself out on a Friday night and enjoy dinner on my own at a really nice restaurant. You know all starts with the baby steps. The other thing that I'm doing is that if there is something I wanna go to that's local, and if nobody has made plans or you know they're out of town or whatever, then I'm just doing it. So a few weekends ago, there was a street fair that I walked to by myself. My I had my dog with me, but I walked through the street fair by myself. And I'm gonna tell you that um, a year ago, I probably would've just stayed in my apartment. So it's stuff like that, that I am telling myself, Crystal, you just need to go out and do it. But you know, it's these smaller challenges that build up to the bigger challenges, and I'm all about creating small successes in order to work towards the big successes. I'm also taking on jogging. I've not always been really successful in jogging as many times a week as I want to, but again, I figure even if I just at this point do it once or twice a week, I'm doing something more than I used to do and I'm hoping that at some point then I'll be doing it, you know, three or four times a week. But my point is, is I'm not beating myself up on the times where I'm not jogging. Instead, I'm celebrating the times that I am jogging, knowing that I want to build on this goal of doing it more and again, celebrating my successes as they come. So one of the big things that I'm planning on doing is I want to plan a solo trip. And I actually had had a solo trip already planned that was supposed to be um, at the beginning of of May, but because of circumstances um, beyond my control, that's not gonna happen. But I am planning a solo trip to Santa Fe, New Mexico, in some time in the future, and so I will let you know when that happens. When it does happen, I fully plan on podcasting my experience as I do this. You know, Santa Fe, New Mexico, is one of those places that are on my bucket list to to visit. I have places in other countries that I want to visit, but before I I think I take a journey outside of the country, um, what I want to do is visit some places here in the US or in Canada, which obviously is, a, is another country, but it's closer to the United States than like Europe, you know, I want to visit, you know, our continent and take on that experience. And those are the things that I'm planning on doing. And but right now, you know, taking these smaller journeys and celebrating when I'm doing it. Last summer, I drove up to Oregon by myself, drove up there, drove back, and absolutely loved the experience, being able to be in my car, stop when I want to, wanted to stop, take a rest break when I needed to take a rest break, listen to whatever music I wanted to listen to and sing and dance in my seat um, without feeling um, too foolish because of a passenger sitting next to me. So yeah, there's a sense of freedom and exhilaration I think that comes when you travel by yourself and I want to embrace that. I'm going to close today's session asking you, what are some of the challenges that you are facing? I'm going to encourage you, journal on those challenges. How do you plan on overcoming that challenge or these challenges that you're facing? Set goals for yourself, make those goals manageable and as you reach those goals, make sure that you are celebrating them. Tell yourself, you know, that you can do the things that you are fearing right now. And when you take them on, make sure that you're celebrating your successes. I want to end today's episode with a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt, one of my heroes that I look to. Her quote is, you gain strength, courage, and confidence. By every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face, you're able to say to yourself, I have lived through this horror. And each of us who have been abandoned by our spouses, we are living through something we never expected to face. But we are doing it. And as we do it, we gain strength. And I want you to know that you are capable of anything that you set your mind to. Change come through us. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Overcomer, Living a Full Life After. I hope that you'll join me on my Facebook group, Overcomer, Living a Full Life After. You can also find me on Instagram at I am Crystal Hall, And then you can visit my blog at it's never too late to try